Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the co-owner of UpHouse, Alex Verricchio. Uh, his website is uphouseinc.com. That's U-P-H-O-U-S-E-I-N-C.com. Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you. Uh, I thought I'd ask since 2020 is well behind us now. Um, do you feel different <laughs> in the new year? Uh, yeah, I think I do feel a little bit different. I, I felt, I didn't think it was going to be as significant, but I remember kind of that, uh, that first little bit of 2021 feeling like oh, just a little bit more optimistic about, uh, about where things were headed this year for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like it was interesting cause, uh, you know, for midnight, like normally we watch like the new year's, uh, ball drop in New York city. And it was uh, quite, uh, fascinating to see that there's like barely anyone out there, you know, like practice social distancing and like first responders or like nurses and people in the medical field were like there, but they were like kind of put into boxes and like wearing masks yes. and stuff. And, and it was kind of a surreal feeling to know that like, um, things are different now. Uh, however, yeah. the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that we, we are okay with that. We are okay with change and we can adapt and, um, you know, pivot because I, I think like, I think a good entrepreneur is in this space because they want to serve, they want to, you know, fill in a void. And I had found that a lot of people in 2020, a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners, um, really pivoted, um, you know, to adjust to all the changes. Um, so with that said, Alex, uh, you are the co-owner of UpHouse. Let us know, like, what's your company about? Has it pivoted? And who do you work with? Yeah, no. So we, uh, I've been in, uh, in marketing and advertising for, I guess, probably the last, you know, close to 15 years. And we started a post in 2017. Mm-hmm. I think really the biggest piece that we saw was an opportunity to collaborate sort of in a, in a unique and different way. I think, you know, if you, if you look at uh, sort of the shape and, and world of marketing and really creativity within, you know, internal organizations and, and on teams, We've seen sort of this big shift over the last decade of, of organizations moving a lot of their marketing and, and uh, creativity in-house. Um, and it comes with a pile. Of, there's a lot of benefits that go along with that. But um, we're sort of finding that we're we're trying to build ourselves around sort of the modern marketer um, and, you know, really look at uh, in-house creativity, in-house marketing differently, how brands live online differently, you know, how people are accessing and innovating um, in, in pretty unique ways. So I, I think it's there's so much potential for uh, for marketers right now. And and I think this last year has proven that you see the speed of people. I mean, it's just been incredible to see these little companies who have, you know, that are, you know, operating on shoestring budgets, totally flip what they're doing mm. overnight, develop and launch these amazing and incredible e-commerce stores, people getting behind it. They've got delivery systems sorted out so fast that innovation can happen so fast. And, and they say that about innovation a lot, that it's, mm-hmm. it sort of stems from, you know, circumstances where you, you need that support and, and from hardship. And I think there's been a lot of really incredible stories that have come out of the last the last year that sort of proved to people, I think, and proved to themselves that they can, they can make things happen really quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like there should be like a podcast show just dedicated to all the pivots, maybe call it like pivot COVID-19 podcast, you know, and like everyone just comes on and shares like, how did they all change? (laughs) I know. No, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. I like how you said, um, you know, that you uh, kind of want to tailor to the modern marketer. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about, you know, what used to, what was the old fashioned marketer, I guess, in your eyes? And what would you consider a modern marketer today? 
Yeah, I think, I mean, we sort of, we build a lot of our business and, and a lot of sort of our belief is that this idea that I think, you know, we, we used to think, or not we, but I think, you know, folks used to think that, uh, that, you know, agency creatives versus in-house creatives were sort of a different breed and that, mm. that, uh, you know, those who worked in agencies were more creative than those who worked internally. So there was this sort of top-down approach with the way that things would be presented to, to folks internally and pitched to them. And I think, you know, what we've seen now really, and, and what we really believe in is that sort of all marketers are created equal mm. and that we can find opportunities to sort of lift each other up and, and help each other innovate on brands. And I think, you know, we, we wrote a book actually last year called the, the proximity paradox and we mm. launched it the worst possible week that you could launch a book, which was uh, <laughs> March 24th. I think it came out. Oh um, yeah. Perfect which timing. Was perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. We're like, let's launch a book in North across North America the first week of COVID. But anyway, not, not, uh, not an ideal timeline for that one, but mm. um but I mean, it's, it's, you know, beginning to pick up and that really is all just about this idea that, you know, we need to create distance, uh, you know, for ourselves to really innovate and to create and, and we need to shake up our, our traditional structures to allow ourselves to come up with, uh, you know, really stellar ideas. So I think, I think that's really a modern marketer is just, you know, somebody that looks at things differently. Um, and I think acknowledging that, yes, they may mainly work internally, but um, they're facing a lot of different challenges, a lot of unique mm -hmm. opportunities and, and, and really trying to find new ways to collaborate with each other. Yeah, I really like this idea of, you know, kind of saying that people who are in-house in versus agencies, they're not any different. We're all trying to accomplish mm -hmm. the same goals. And so we could actually collaborate and co-create together. And, you know, sometimes you're going to have to shift from, like you said, doing stuff in-house, but also getting that additional help um, outside. And so um, it's, it, 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 I like the kind of the celebration of equality in a sense. And like, we're all in, in this together. We're all trying to figure it out together. And there's, you know, and so let's do it. Like, let's stop like let's stop it being you versus them. It's us. Like yes. we're all in it together. Yeah. And so that's the kind of the big theme I'm getting from what you're sharing. Totally. And I think, and I honestly think that was, I mean, that was really that sort of the theme of, of creativity and innovation in 2020 was that there was all of a sudden, all of these things that people took off, like the, the veil of sort of this professional demeanor and this kind of, you know, all of a sudden we're seeing into people's homes. Yeah. Um, we've got this kind of intimate connection with each other. And I think we all of a sudden were thinking about what's the best way that we can sort of lift each other up, help each other, support each other, you know, move each other's ideas forward. Um, mm -hmm. And I think because of that, people, a lot of innovation came out of it because people all of a sudden were willing to say, you know, I'm in a situation right now where, where failure is okay because it's, it's acceptable because right. of the situation that's happening around us. So I'm going to try something different and I'm going to try it. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. But in, I think, you know, what was the difference between the year before and, and hopefully not going forward, you know, I hope we don't start to repeat this again, but you know, you get back into that same thing where it's all about sort of reputation and what do I need right. to present myself as? But I think there was a real uh, spirit of collaboration that came out of this year yeah. that I think, you know, especially uh, for new ideas, for creativity, for innovation, I think is a, is it going to be a really positive thing? Yeah. I think that people uh, couldn't afford to be stiff or prideful anymore <laughs> and they had no choice. Like I just think about even how I uh, shifted uh, last year in 2020 and how like I actually on a personal level connected with my family more. Um, you know, we would have like these weekly video chats and say, Hey, what's everyone up to? And like, normally, normally it'd just be like maybe once a quarter, like maybe if I'm in town. Um, but I think, I think like you said, uh, 2020 really brought out that, um, you know, spirit of collaboration and community and mm -hmm. um, saying like, hey, like we all have a skill set to bring forward. Um, let's co-create. Let's collaborate. Let's see what we can do mm -hmm. together with what we have like right now in this odd time of COVID. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So, uh, Alex, I love that. I love your spirit. And I, I definitely am that kind of person as well. I'm all about finding common ground to uh, build, you know, to find a way to collaborate with people um, with the goal in the long run to build a sense of community. Because I think at the end of the day, like, you know, we all don't want to die and no one shows up to our funeral, <laughs> you know, is kind of uh, how I see it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, going to your uh, company, Uphouse, uh, can you give us maybe um, maybe some recent clients uh, that you've had the joy of working with recently, uh, just so our listeners have an idea of what it's like to work with you? Yeah, I think, I mean, one of the, I feel like one of our biggest blessings with Uphouse is that we've had the opportunity uh, to work with clients that really range in size and mm -hmm. industry. And I think that, again, has been a, an intentional decision. I think a lot of folks kind of specialize in a particular industry, but we find that again, ideas come from everywhere and we can yeah. take ideas from one industry and apply them to a different space and from a really large organization to a really small and vice versa. So we work with a, a number of organizations, um, you know, not-for-profit clients like the Cerebral Palsy Association of Manitoba. You mm. know, we've done some work with Pride Toronto. Um, and then we also work with, you know, organizations like Tech Nation who are working to employ students through co-op programs that are subsidized by the government to help mm. organizations build back their businesses, you know, after COVID. And, you know, we get to work with organizations like, you know, Cargill and large agriculture companies and things like that as well too. So wow. it's a real, it's a real mix of what we're getting to do. And and, yeah. and we're also now, um, we're a diverse uh, registered diverse supplier. So we're, we're working more with, with large organizations and corporations to help them sort of tell their supplier diversity story and, and start talking a little bit about, you know, how they are working and how they're working differently and, and, and mm -hmm. starting to see these different, you know, businesses they can support and how they can lift each other up. So it's been a, it's been just such a nice, nice thing to be able to sort of work a lot in that not-for-profit space and then also work with these, you know, really amazing corporate clients and partners that are also trying to change what they're doing and, and mm -hmm. change the approach they're taking. Yeah. You have a, uh, I guess like a, a vast portfolio of just different organizations and businesses and different sizes, like you said. So to me, it, it almost sounds like um, you you work with a certain personality, you know, maybe people that are looking for change that are looking to be, let's say like more inclusive. Um, is that what I'm hearing? Totally. Yeah. I think it's about, it's that sort of, I think we kind of come in at it. We always think about this as like, we put ideas on our table and we can all kind of look at them objectively. I think mm -hmm. we want to work with folks that, uh, that are open to collaborating, that are open to trying different things, that that don't have an ego, that you know look at things differently, and, and are open to pulling in different sources of inspiration from different places. And because I think we just we move a lot faster if we if we bring more people along with us. Yeah, it just we just want less stiff people, you know, to work with. So I totally get your vibe totally. on that. It's like I just want people. Even for me, I think about like I just want people who are open minded, who aren't going to come in and like slap all their accolades and trophies or whatever in front of me, and just be a human and work together. Yeah. <laughs> And so I really we, love your take on that. When we, uh, so Kirsten Bay is my business partner. We wrote uh, The Proximity Paradox, that book we've got. And I, one of the things we said in that was sort of, you know, we're kind of two nobodies essentially from Canada. Mm -hmm. And that's half the point with this book is that <laughs> you don't need to sort of have all of these accolades to do this. It's that ideas can come from anywhere. And, and yeah. that's really the point of the book. And, and really, I think we, we've drilled that into our culture. And, and I think we like to see that outside as well. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So I have here that you started your company in 2017. And so it's a, it's a fairly yeah. young company. Tell me, you know, let's go back in time and, and talk about that, I guess, moment when you knew that you wanted to start Uphouse. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like I've been an entrepreneur from a very young age and so I wouldn't necessarily successful, but I did a mm -hmm. lot of childhood entrepreneurial projects and ventures since I think I was like selling painted rags on the street. I was like, <laughs> outside of our house when I was like three or four nice. they when you when you wash them of course they got wet so it kind of uh, defeated the purpose but regardless <laughs> definitely was always something I always loved just ideas and, and creativity and and I really love that sort of marriage of creativity and, and entrepreneurship and where they come mm. together and 
kind of the world of agency and, and brand building and, and things like that really kind of, I think when I sort of started getting more into agency, I saw an opportunity to, to bring that together and, and fulfill that sort of entrepreneurial side and, and that creativity. And, and Kirsten was kind of up for the journey as well. So it just, it just sort of clicked and, and it just felt like it was kind of time and had built that confidence up, I think too, to, to feel like it was, you know, was something that was more feasible and I think it just kind of went and it's been, it's been growing really, you know, amazingly since we've started. So I'm, I'm really proud of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, considering that you're a co-owner, I'm imagine that you and Kirsten really uh, find ways to complement each other. So I'm curious to know what your roles are and how you both help each other. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say I'm a starter and Kirsten is a, is a finisher. I think that's the, the <laughs> simplest way to explain it. So I think that's, uh, you know, that's, she can take something and, and really, you know, bring an idea to life. And, and, and it has lots of ideas, obviously, on her own as well, too. And I think that's a great thing there, because I, I'd start 50 things if I had the opportunity. So I, it's helpful to to rein that in a little bit, but also, yeah. uh, you know, make sure we're actually able to get those things done. Yeah, that's hilarious. That sounds like my husband. He's kind of a starter and I'm like, okay, we got to finish this. Like, and he's like, yeah, but there's like, I have like 40, 49 other ideas, I was yeah. Like, yeah, but we got to finish the one. And, and I like how you say like starter and a finisher. Cause uh, the way that we uh, look at it is um, there's a book I think called rocket fuel and um, the different personalities. It's kind of similar to what you said, but they, instead of a, a starter and a finisher, they have a visionary and an implementer. So the visionary is very much the starter. And then the implementer is the finisher that actually like, you know, implements like what the vision is, you know? And so it's really cool, um, you know, to see the dynamics of co-owners because some people prefer it, some people don't, but it sounds like it works for both of you. It does. Yeah. I I feel like that's a classier way to say it too, with the uh, the innovator and the implementer, but that's, yeah. yeah, no, it's a good way to go. Yeah. Um, okay. So Alex, before I shift gears, I just want to make sure I covered all my bases with your company. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know about Uphouse? Maybe how they can work with you or, you know, maybe get some goodies, like anything you want our listeners to know? Yeah, I think there's probably, we always say there's sort of three different ways to to work with the Uphouse crew in some fashion. So we always say the entry level, kind of the entry point is that uh, the Proximity Paradox, our book, which is a way that mm. it's filled with different brainstorming ideas. Uh, different recommendations for in-house teams, just to really sort of unlock that creativity within uh, within an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, we also developed a, a web uh, application that we're, is in beta stage right now called Cranestorm, which is essentially mm. crowdsourced brainstorming tool um, where people can go on and essentially set their own budget and have access to, uh, to real solid marketing talent um, and conduct sort of virtual brainstorms uh, in a kind of Zoom-like setting Mm. Um, which is something that we're really excited about as well too, which, cause I think we just feel like everybody should have access to ideas and we want to make sure that they can access them at, at different, uh, you know, kind of points of entry. Um, yeah. and then of course that, oh, go ahead, finish, no, finish your thought. I was no, just no, I was just, my, the last <laughs> thing I was just going to say is, you know, and then of course we work with, uh, you know, more traditional organizations on, on marketing brand, you know, video writing design, all of those kind of, uh, those marketing services that are, that are important to the, to the modern landscape. Yeah, very cool. Well, thank you for sharing all that. Because sometimes if people feel compelled to working with you, they need to know like how to do it. They're like, how do I even get started? Like, where's the front door? And so it's always good to kind of ask that question, like how people can uh, get started to work with you. I really like the idea of your web app that you're creating. And I love how you said that everyone should have access to ideas. It kind of sounds like a virtual like co-working space in a way for uh, people to bounce like marketing ideas off of each other. So I I really appreciate that. And um, I imagine when it's available, um, a lot of people are going to flock toward it considering how, um, you know, everyone, everyone needs to learn marketing in a new way now, like because of COVID, like everything has absolutely changed. And so yeah. I'm really excited for you guys and your, and your web app. <laughs> yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Alex. Uh, before 
officially go, I just want to know, um, is there any other parting piece of advice that you want to share to our small business owners and entrepreneurs listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur? Yeah, I think, I mean, whether these are parting insights or not, but I think, I just think the biggest thing and the biggest opportunity we all have is to, is to collaborate as frequently as possible and sort of give yourself permission to fail, give yourself permission to, to try different things. Um, and find people to bounce ideas off of that aren't going to be necessarily in a competitive space for you. I think we always think we have to sort of brainstorm within our own industries and look directly at our competition that's next door to us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're all going to get a lot further if we kind of, we take our eyes off that and we look, look to people outside or look to fellow entrepreneurs, look to family members, to friends, just to bounce ideas off of, because as soon as we get those outside perspectives on, on things we're doing, it opens up so many possibilities and clarifies so many things for us, especially as entrepreneurs, you get so bogged down with all the ideas you've got yourselves. And then also, you know, the fact that you've got to execute all those ideas. So I just think it's collaborate as much as possible and and lift each other up. Yeah, I think if there's uh, any word, any word to take away from today, it's collaboration. And uh, Alex, I do have to ask you, where does that spirit of collaboration come from for you? Because I mean, unless that's how you've always been, but I'm curious to know, because it's it's a beautiful spirit to have. I mean, I I think a lot of it is just that there are so many things we can accomplish with, with good people around us. And I think, mm-hmm. and I think it's just more fun for one, but, uh, <laughs> and I, it's just, I mean, it's an, I think it's just an important thing. I'm not sure exactly where it came from, but I, mm-hmm. I definitely think it's something important. And I, and I feel really yeah. blessed that everybody on our team feels that same, that same piece as well, but there's lots of room and lots of business for everybody. So I think we just kind of find, find places that fit for each of us and, and make sure we work together. Yeah. That did that. not answer your question at all, but no, <laughs> it, it, it did in a way. It was like, you know, it's, it, to me, it, it's like, it's integrate. It's um. I guess it's kind of uh, uh, integrated in you already. Like it's already kind of a part of who you are. And I guess I was kind of coming from a place of maybe some people still feel the need to compete, right? And so I just love that you can model that spirit of like, well, there's plenty of business for everyone. So let's figure out how we can get business for everyone, <laughs> as opposed to like, oh, like you're, you know, you're my competition or you're in the same industry as me. Like we probably shouldn't, you know, like figure things out together because then you could steal my ideas. Mm-hmm. And so just this whole time uh, in our conversation, you've really modeled the spirit of collaboration. And I just want to acknowledge that and see if that actually came from somewhere. But if not, that's okay too. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, I think it's something to be practiced too, because I mean, I can do the yeah. same thing and look at direct competitors and, and it just doesn't get you very far and you can mm. just stress yourself out and, and it doesn't, uh, doesn't do a heck of a lot. So it's just sort of keep your eye on that big prize and, and then see who you can bring along with you to, to help you get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, Alex, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today here at the Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was great meeting you and great, great chatting with you. Yeah. Happy and again, 2021. yes. Happy 2021. And to our listeners, once again, this is Alex Ferricchio. He is the co-owner of Uphouse and you can learn more about him and his company at up, uphouseinc.com. With that said, thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120 
1,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.